And uh, David, you want to introduce yourself to everyone for uh, people that don't know you? How's it going, everyone? My name is David Colbrenner. I run Scards, uh, skier trading cards. I coach the free ski team at Mammoth Mountain. And uh, yeah, been doing this for about a year now, and it's been a blast. This is, so this is awesome, dude. You were the third episode ever. And uh, we recorded that last January, five days after you posted the announcement on New Schoolers. So uh, just wanted to check in and see what's up. So it looks like you're still in Mammoth. Are you, uh, have you been staying there since we last talked? Uh, more or less, it's been a, been home base. Yeah, uh, finally got like a really nice spot to live. I'm not like bouncing apartments or living in my car anymore. So that's cool. But uh, I was up in Oregon for a little bit this summer, went back east and visited my family. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just hanging out here. Cool. So uh, I listened to our old interview just to kind of refresh myself. So uh, I don't know if you want to give like a quick 30 second overview of uh, your background since it's been so long since uh, people heard from you, but basically East Coast guy moved out West. Does that sum it up? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I grew up in Croton on Hudson, New York. It's about an hour outside of New York City. Um, I went to college at Binghamton University, which is like upstate, kind of like Western New York. Uh, grew up skiing like the Catskills, a bit up in Northern Vermont. And then when I was in college, I was at Big Boulder. Moved out to Mammoth shortly after graduating, and I've been here ever since. Sick. So uh, pursued the ski bum dream. And then uh, I don't know if you remember saying this, but you were inspired by Euphoric Supply to start scards and that was rapper trading cards do you still uh, look back on his project and uh, be like yeah that's where uh, kind of all came from kind of yeah um it's funny like they i actually checked out their website the other day and it, it uh they don't have any trading cards on it right now it's like rugs and shoes and like carpets and like or whatever. i don't know but um yeah that was definitely a big inspiration to make the first trading card so How'd it go? How was the first year? I mean, we talked right, right when you're doing literally your first drop ever, you were telling me about the, about the Phil Casabon and the A-Hall cards. And now you're already like, how many, how many drops are you in now? Two, four, six, looks like you're eight drops in. So how's it all been going? It's been going well. There's plenty of ups and downs, um, but like a lot more ups than downs and the ups are pretty good. Like, I don't know met a lot of cool people it's been really well received i think um by most parties involved and um i don't know just like i don't know it, feel, it feels good to like give back to the community and sometimes people will like just be like more appreciative than i expected so that's really motivating yeah so what was the response after the first drop i mean we were talking while you were still like working out printing and shipping out the first orders like did it go how you expected yeah it uh it did go really well like there's there were a lot of like curveballs that i didn't expect and had to like jump through some hurdles but overall like people were helpful um one thing i didn't expect was like how expensive shipping to to like australia or like finland for example is so that's kind of annoying um but overall yeah like people seem stoked on it um the Instagram page like just kept growing. Some people would reach out or like randomly like at like in Mammoth over the springtime, I'd meet people and like it just I don't know it went it went pretty seamlessly. Um, 
I of course have like a lot of like things I want to work through, but overall I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with how it's been going. Yeah. And so after the first one, was it, was it easier to get people? Cause I know, I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm sure oh, you've been having yeah. people at first we were talking about a big nomination system. Like you wanted the, yeah. the athletes to recommend their friends. Like how, how has the, the sourcing been since then? Yeah, that, that helped a ton. My coworker, another coach at Mammoth, um, he gave me the idea for the nomination and like that worked really well. Ended up talking to people that like maybe I'd never even heard of or like hadn't thought to even reach out to them. So that that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, people just like it's so much easier to get a hold of someone if someone just shoots you their number or contact. It's like, hey, so and so shared your number with me. And it's like, not only do I not have to just reach out over DM and it's just like easier to just text someone back and forth, but also there's like a little bit more respect, like, oh, if my buddy thinks this is a cool idea, then I'll like give it the time of day. Um, not saying that people like are quick to shut it out, but like, I don't know. I just, I've just found that it's a little bit more successful when someone just shares their number and they're like, Hey, so-and-so's interested, hit them up or something like that. So. Yeah. Have there been some mind blowers that you're like, dude, I cannot believe I'm, I'm texting so-and-so right now. Uh, um, I think I'm like a little bit numb to that now. I, I definitely still was like, real hype to meet Phil over the summer at, at Mount Hood. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Kim, Kim Boberg was really genuine. Like, so like, he was like, all right, still looking for a photo. Like, I want to make sure it's a good one. Cause it's like, it's a big deal to be on a scarf. And I was like, damn, like Kim Boberg is this stoked like that. That means a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then also like being at Mount Hood is really cool too. Like if anyone, if anyone listening is trying to do anything in the ski world, like just literally just go to Mount Hood for a week and hang out in the parking lot, like go ski and just post up in the parking lot for an hour after every session. And you'll just meet people that like, will be like, oh, you do X, Y, Z. You want to make this happen? Like here's some, like people just airdropping me contacts and telling me to like reach out to so-and-so and this person and that person. So yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> sick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely good. So let's, let's, so let's hear about the, uh, that Mount hood trip. Cause I was following along on your story. So, uh, so what happened with that? I mean, I'm not sure how, I'm not even exactly sure how far that is from where you're at, but, uh, yeah, let's just hear it. Um, yeah, pretty unofficial. Um, me and two of my friends from Mammoth, another one, or they both actually coach now. One coaches the free ski team with me. The other one coaches the snowboard side of things. Um, just hopped in my car like super early in the morning on July 1st. Uh, made a little road trip out of it. Stopped at like Crater Lake on the way. Um, and then saw like a high school buddy of mine in Bend. And then got to Hood like late that night and skied nine of the 10 days that we were there um they like closed the park one day a week for like maintenance and stuff and it just coincidentally i guess was on july 4th so that that was pretty fun <laughs> um yeah we did a mix of uh i don't want to incriminate anyone here but a mix of borrowing passes and hiking up and poaching and getting some race kids passes off of them like in the parking lot that morning but we made it work and um 
two my two like the two of the kids with me had never they'd never been to Mount Hood I was there for a few days the summer before so the vibes were good like everyone was really stoked and had a bunch of other friends who just happened to be up there so we were camping with like a pretty good crew it was it was a blast like I'm like even more stoked to try to go back this summer yeah so what's the scene there is it mostly camping camping is there like a accommodation like what's what's the the vibe like for a skier trying to go out there that's like that's like the coolest thing about mount hood is it's all like uh public land so mammoth has a lot of that too like it's like blm like bureau of land management you just post up pretty much wherever like obviously be respectful and like clean up your garbage but um yeah like there's i can't even remember the name of the road we were on it was like 41 or 51 i don't know there's like so many different spots you can post up we were right by a river and had some like flat tent area because um <laughs> like it was just my minivan full of all of like like three people's ski and snowboard gear my friend who was flying back to north carolina had his like massive suitcase in the car um and then we just had like yeah tents camping gear all that stuff um we were posted up with like a couple of the or you know like reese rule is like a side away from us and um zach pfeiffer who runs sovereign was like just down the street as well we were there for a bunch of nights and um yeah it's it's pretty straightforward like you there's people posted up everywhere <laughs> that's awesome man yeah that's sick how much are the passes? Because it seems like most people uh, try to poach it rather than just buying like a spring or summer pass. I think if you're there for, well, like the spring pass is a sick deal. I'd love to get up there this time of year, this spring. It's just that Mammoth is also pretty fun that time of year. Um, the spring pass is insanely cheap. It's like under a hundred bucks for like two months of skiing or something crazy. I don't, I don't know exactly, but the summer pass is like not that affordable. Um, and then yeah i don't <laughs> not trying to incriminate here but i like you can literally just wait in the parking lot for one of the race like camp kids or some random person who's getting off the hill at like nine or ten and just ask them for their pass and toss them like five dollars or some other goodies if you know what i mean and they'll, <laughs> they'll just give you their pass um we've i've hiked up a lot too supposedly there's people who like sit there with binoculars and like try to catch you i haven't had any issues with that personally but um just yeah keep that in mind if you're going to try to do that word so yeah. when you travel around to ski stuff now are you like a, a rapper carrying around a duffel bag full of cash like you're carrying around a duffel bag full of scards just giving them out to everybody i <laughs> i did bring like a sh uh an old full tilt box full of like a ton of cards and some of the posters <laughs> And I hook people up and yeah, people seem really stoked in the parking lot. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not exactly a traveling salesman yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. dude, I mean, I'm looking at the website right now. It looks like most of the packs have sold out. Do you still have like, um, like basically Lucy's from all the packs? Like, oh, this is like a, like just random cards. that never made it into a pack. Yeah. So um, I do have a lot of like leftover cards because it's so like the way that the printing works is that it's a hundred cards at a time for each design. Like that's the minimum that they'll do. And that's still like an insanely low quantity for a lot of these printing companies, but only seven, like if you think, so I may say I make a hundred packs and then only like seven assorted cards end up in it. There's going to be a lot left over. 
So I've given, I got, I give the skier and the photographer a ton of their own cards, obviously, but that still leaves like a, a decent fistful left over. So I'm actually putting together packs that say like the 2020, like 2020, 2021 season cards. And those will hopefully like be in some shops, just like, I don't know, get them in circulation and all that. But um, yeah, I, I do have a good amount left over. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, last time we were talking, we were talking, you were literally just figuring out like the, uh, the supply chain and you're talking about getting print, like getting it printed in uh, New York from some company. Have you uh, kind of nailed down a place that's doing it right? Or is it still a huge pain in the ass? Dude, I wish like right now, like shit's hitting the fan with this one company and like they, they do a sick job when they want. Um, I had an issue in the fall. They sent them to me at my, when I was home in New York before going up to IF3. So I didn't really have much like wiggle room there. They were good enough that I could at least assemble packs for, for IF3 and all that. Um, they did a reprint and the cards came back so sick. Like I even told them, I was like, these are so great. Thank you guys. People are stoked on them. They look amazing. Um, then they, they were telling me like that we want you to send over the file differently. And I'm like, sure. Like, I don't know why you didn't ask me to do that earlier. Like whatever makes your life easier and makes the prints come out better. So then I was already like scrambling, trying to get this pack out in January it's just we just got so much snow in Mammoth in December and I was working a ton and like I don't know what happened but me and my housemate did not communicate well and we had multiple people on our floor and or couch like non-stop for a month while it dumped and I had so many hours of work it was horrible but like somehow I got the pack out with a couple typos and then was like all right sick they're gonna be they're gonna arrive the day of the drop this is gonna be awesome i can assemble them and send them out they came back like super messed up like all the pink tones are really washed or not washed but like over like exaggerated and like the backs are not centered the scards logo on a couple of the horizontal cards got cropped i was like no like i thought we figured this out so i got in touch with the company they i'm currently in the works i'm putting the process of refiring that batch getting the january pack out to everyone within the next like week or so and then the february pack which i'll announce shortly is also being printed but i am changing over companies and like it's a headache thank you to everyone who's been patient with me at all like it's it's definitely a challenge yeah and so in terms of uh I mean, a lot of these projects are operating at a loss. Like, is this is this whole thing burning a huge hole in your wallet or is it kind of breaking even or maybe even making profit? Um, for the very first time over the summer, I made like a tiny profit. That was like pretty cool. But like, I don't, I don't pocket any of this money. It just ends up going right back into the next little project that Scards has, whether it's just printing more cards or like a poster or stickers. Um, and then the fall was bad, like, I, I was just unorganized and had to like deal with a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, if any, like <laughs> people have definitely asked me about like paying out and I, we can talk about that in a minute, but like scars does not make any money like at all. Maybe one day it will. And I hope it does, but like it's entirely just a passion project. And like 
me honestly losing money on it a lot of the time. So, yeah. So what's what's killing you the most? I'm I'm assuming it's the shipping because shipping is just like a pain in the ass for any small business. Yeah, the 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 reason actually that I did well with that second summer pack was so I I don't obviously charge like any skier photographer to send them their cards like they they're not even getting paid out so no matter where they are in the world I'm gonna just pay the shipping to send them their cards like a pack or two and like a bunch of stickers or whatever like maybe like a postcard or a poster I don't know what was really nice about that pack was like like skiers from like all over the world that normally are just like oh yo thanks for sending me my cards they were like i want to support or they like bought a pack and i'm like yo you don't need to buy a pack like i send everyone their cards and they're like no don't worry about it and it was i was like sweet like you just covered the whatever 17 dollars shipping to norway which means i don't lose 17 dollars at all like i i just am at like net zero with producing your cards you know like so that that can add up if i have seven international skiers and five international photographers do the math you know i'm going to be spending like maybe two hundred dollars in shipping when i've already spent the money on printing the cards and like everything that goes into it so it just adds up um but yeah like i said i'm not i'm not gonna make the photographer that's already not getting paid for their photo pay for the shipping to like new zealand you know yeah yeah totally i mean and so last time we were talking you know maybe further down the road you would you would buy your own printing um equipment is just it is that just so out of the question i feel like that would be like super expensive yeah those those printing like it's those are so insanely expensive like unless i was literally producing trading cards for the entire action sports world i don't think that it would pay out um i am working on like just getting like higher quantities is obviously huge but also like printing a lot at the same time so say i could do like 50 different cards at once for a couple different packs coming out like then i'm not paying like i'm paying lower prices for the cards plus also not paying as much on shipping i just have everything lined up like i I am working with someone right now to like cut down on all these little tiny production costs. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a deep bench now? Like, are you doing, do you have enough people for like, okay, I'm going to do like, I'm gonna spread this out. Or are you still kind of doing pack at a time? Wait, well, hold on. What do you mean by like, yeah. So like, do you have, you know, like say you reach out to 50 people and all 50 say yes. Do you, and that would be a, but that'd be enough for like January, February, March. Do you have enough people to spread it out across a couple packs? Or are you still working? Okay. This is the people for this pack. This is the people for this pack. I'm like just getting there now, which is, which feels good. Um, also a little like leak. I did expand. I'm working with, um, a buddy on like making the first pack of snowboard cards. So that's going to be like huge because every time we, we could like bang out like two skier packs at a time and two snowboard packs. So that's like quadruple the quantity right there as, as I was doing say like three months ago, you know, that's huge. And is that, is that a, uh, how'd you link up with him? Is it just somebody in the know in the snowboarding world that's stoked on it or, uh, are you guys doing some deep research? Yeah. Um, he is, 
a friend of mine from college's cousin. We actually went to the same school, but just like overlap. Like he was there after I was. Also, coincidentally, was on the Mammoth like snowboard team growing up, um, and is pretty like well connected in the snowboard world. Also has a background in finance, which is super helpful because I'm god awful at Excel. I was like embarrassed to even send him some of the files I had. Um, but yeah, we just started chatting because we have like had a lot of mutual friends, um, and then. He sounded really interested in the idea and knew a lot of people in the snowboard world. And now here we are. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. And that's uh, that's great because that's something I had written down because you did mention that last year. And you said uh, you said you didn't feel comfortable doing it yourself because you felt like it would have been like an insult to the community because you don't really know like the snowboarding world. So that's great that you found someone that's uh, kind of yeah. in the know. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's sick. And so... I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways, like, I love, I love your business because there's so many ways to just get creative with it. Did you go to IF3 as like a business mission or you just wanted to check it out for yourself? A little bit of everything. I wanted to go so bad when I was going to uh, college in New York. It always seemed to align with, or whatever, like overlap with like Halloween weekend or something in that week. And anyone who was like into skiing and maybe interested was like, I'm not leaving for Halloween weekend. Like, I don't know, Halloween weekend is a blast when you're in college. So I, I didn't really push it too hard on anyone. Um, and then you thankfully shared Luke's contact with me. I just figured I'd reach out and like see what he had to say. He was another one of those people who I was like, damn, this person's like as stoked as they are. Like I, I reached out hoping that like, I, I don't know. I didn't know what I thought when I, when I reached out, but he was just like, dude, if you show up, like you can table here and like, just, just come and hang out um which was really nice of him like he was a great host even with being like super busy the whole time and COVID being crazy and all that uh so I combined I thought that I'd be able to take Amtrak from like my hometown just like right up the Hudson River to Montreal and that would be really like painless and just a quick a quick trip but unfortunately with COVID they're not running that train like over the border so I ended up flying but it was fine I went home saw my family um was like home for buddy's birthday and all that like just made like a trip out of it falls really slow anyways and then got to go to montreal which i hadn't been to since i was like a little kid and remembered nothing of it was just sick time um and just like yeah network met some cool people gave cards out to people that maybe didn't give a shit and then other times it was giving them out to little kids that like came back up to me like 20 times throughout the evening so that like it was it was wholesome uh, I met cool people uh put my French to the test again and yeah I have3 is sick like definitely go if you're on the east coast and you can get over there yeah dude shout out to Luke Sky powder he is uh he's just such a nice dude that's awesome that they gave you a table um so you mentioned the little kids. That's actually what I wanted to ask you. So you predicted that little kids would be your biggest, your biggest demo. Did you, does that end up being true? Yeah. It's like, it's hard to reach them, but once you do, they're, they're the most stoked on it. Um, like the, the younger kids on the mammoth ski team are always the ones that are like, when's the next pack? Like they're, they're hyped on it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was at live three for the first, like three of the four nights the first night was like the all women's night which was like pretty mellow it was in like a cool little theater um 
And I just met some like cool people there and I don't know, like sold a bunch of t-shirts, but nothing crazy. The next night was at like called trash bar. You've probably heard of it. It's got the like skate bowl in it. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I met JF Hool, <laughs> like really genuine guy. And then just had a pretty long evening that night and um, woke up the next day. My friend was trying to like meet me there for that night, but like, I think got the wrong COVID test and they turned around at the border. So he went like back to Burlington or something and then made it over the border the next morning, picked me up. And then the, the third night was at some, was at Belneige. It's like a ski resort, like, I don't know, like an hour outside of Montreal. Made it over there and it was just like freezing cold, like drive-in theater, but a ton of skiers from like all over Quebec, just like hanging out, watching movies and like hanging out around a bonfire. Um, and I guess families show up to that so the kids can like camp in the RV and watch a movie. And that that was when I just had like little kids like coming over to me and like asking me for more cards, which I was like, all right, this this is why I started Scards. Like I want kids stoked on on trading cards <laughs> dude that's so awesome i mean yeah so like how does it feel now that uh you went we i mean over the past year like you know i've done probably like nearly 30 episodes since we last talked what's it like for you going from somebody that's just a fan of the ski world to somebody that's like really contributing something to the community and to the culture <laughs> feels good um i mean i've been saying for a while like long-term goal is like do like I don't care what I'm doing it would just be cool to like do it in this the ski world so like I went to school for graphic design and I don't know what like where that's going to take me long term like stars definitely changed that just because like I've learned a lot and met a lot of people um but I mean even like in high school I was like oh it'd be really cool to do this for this outdoors company because even if I don't like what I'm doing at least I'm contributing to like a, a cool community and like a lot of these companies have like better incentives and like, I don't know, like how like fat, isn't fat tire, like a, a carbon neutral company or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel better about like what I'm doing. Um, so that like the tough days aren't as tough. Um, but yeah, it's even cooler when it's like the freestyle ski world. Cause that's what I'm most passionate about. Um, and then it's even more motivating too, because it's like if you slack, like you're letting down a community that you care about. Like I don't, you know, like I feel I just reached out to everyone who got a January pack and like apologized for this delay. Like I don't want to be that guy blowing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like with, I mean, stuff that you can't control, like the misprints or like you know the card comes out shitty after an athlete was stoked on it. Like you wanted to, you wanted to look good. Yeah, yeah. yeah um dude it's so funny i'm just like thinking back to all the things we talked about how was uh how was the christmas did you get something out in time for the holiday rush i was i was slammed so i didn't but what i did do was i like went through all the old cover like the the car that i used for the cover of the pack figured out how many i had left and then i put those up for sale so people could like try to get skiers from previous drops and then i also made a bunch of like one of one holographic cards so it was just like a holiday sale um kind of like scour for 
older stuff and I, people seem to like it and i sold a good amount of a good amount of things i don't know like seemed like people wanted stocking stuffers Dude, I was gonna say because if I was if like if I was a kid now like that would be the dream stocking stuffer like like mom comes through huge with like five packs of scards right at Christmas. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would have loved to have done like a holiday pack, and I definitely like. I always have something lined up, and sometimes cool things come of it, and other times everything just falls through, and it's like, well, maybe this will happen in six months from now. Maybe it'll never happen, but. Yeah. Dude, and so another thing, just in talking about like other ideas, and this is something I even texted you about, just because like the the hype was crazy in the fall. Like over the past year, we've seen the the complete explosion of NFTs. So have you explored any uh, scards NFT ideas? Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, of course. And then like I, I bet like I don't know, I've been like getting DMs about it and everything. It is in the works, yeah. And um, a huge like motivating factor to make that happen is i i really do want to pay out skiers and photographers for for being like affiliated with scars so the way i i don't know exactly how it's going to be implemented yet but i've made some mock-ups of how it's going to like look when you're on like OpenSea or rareable or whatever and i think it looks really dope um people like the skiers i've shared them with have like thought they look cool uh, for those of you who don't know about how NFTs work, you can build in a royalty fee. So every time the, the collectible trades hands, um, certain people get paid out, right? So say, <clears throat> say the NFTs traded for a hundred bucks, let's say like a 15% royalty fee is built in and that ends up in my pocket, which then I can dish out 5% to the photographer, 5% to the skier and then scards will pocket another five percent which would then cover like gas fees or something so it's in the works i'm just working with my partner right now on the best way to like launch it because the nft world is making me feel like a grandpa dude i gotta like figure out like discord and i gotta push it on tiktok and make a twitter like i don't dude i it seems like a lot to get the community going um but yeah for those of you who want to start trading NFTs, you can expect them, I'd say summertime. Like that's ideally when I'm going to like start putting out collections. Dude, hell yeah. A lot of great announcements in this one so far. A lot of big future stuff. So, I mean, you, you kind of hinted at it that the, uh, they've had some athletes and photographers like want a little bit of cut. Like what have those conversations been? Like, obviously you don't need to, you know, put people on blast, but like, what, what, I mean, and I'm sure it's in the back of your mind too that you want to give back to them. But what are have some of those conversations been like? Ninety nine percent of the time, like super chill. Like people either don't even ask or will like say like I would never ask for cash. I think what you're doing is sick. And I'm like that makes that easy because like I don't have cash to give you right now. Uh, recently, I have been saying like I have like an NFT vision in mind. So like down the road, you can definitely get paid out. Um, and then of course there are people that either just completely ignore me and or the skier. I've had sometimes the skier get back to me like, Hey, sorry, so-and-so wants money or like whatever. And then there was one interaction I had, which, um, was anticipated, but was so much more like, I was just, I was just roasted. Like 
I was even asking how much they wanted for the photo because it's a sick photo. And this photographer like ignored my offer and like continued to criticize me using like photos without paying for them. And it's, I, I don't know, I just was like, all right, this guy is or this person is definitely like upset. But instead of like getting, instead of me getting worked up about it, I was just like, all right, like, dude, this is his art, you know, like, I would be pissed if someone was stealing Scards' layout, you know? So it's just been even more motivating for me to like figure out a system to pay out everyone and keep everyone happy. But yeah, most people have been super supportive and like, thank you to every photographer who's hooked it up. And even Skier, who's just down to have their face and name on a card. Um, it wouldn't exist without, without the cooperation. So it is really appreciated. Yeah. I have one photographer in mind that I think would react like that. It's uh, maybe we'll talk about it after the show. Or I can just bleep it out. Is it, is it, because uh, I know that he's huge on getting paid. He's huge on getting paid, even for like Instagram stuff. It's actually not. And I was, I was told when reaching out to this person that they would be um, not to receive, especially because of like, I think the, who the collaboration like is potentially with it. I don't know. I, I think that this person was rubbed the wrong way from something that went down on a podcast. And I'm just trying to like keep from ever talking smack. It's a small community. And like, yeah, of course, yeah, it, the photo is the photo is just so unbelievably dope. And it like also is like a the kind of photo that looks good on a card. And this guy was also super tied into the ski community. So like, I want to use his photo, but it's fine. Like I, I really get it and I respect it. So it is yeah, what totally. it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, out of all the interactions, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're working with a lot of photographers and a lot of skiers. I'm surprised that it actually doesn't happen more frequently that people are really pressing you like, yeah. like, you know, Hey, this is my livelihood. I need some, I need some return from it. For sure. There was one guy like the maid pack, we did a donation to Pow, and that was just because one of the photographers was like, I don't give my photos away for free, but like, what if we do a donation? And I'm like, cool, been meaning to do that. How does Pow sound? He was like, sounds epic. And then people seem to like respond well to Scards giving money to Pow. And like, I didn't, it was supposed to be like a certain amount of money to, um, or whatever, like a cut of profits, like X2. And obviously I didn't profit at all. So it was just like me and Tree for it, just like shelling out money to give to Pow because Pow's a good organization. So, yeah. And Sick. then the photographer was stoked. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any companies that like, uh, I, I know they have like a partner's tab on your, on your website. Are there companies that are supporting you, uh, you know, drop after drop or are these kind of people that have helped you along the way? Yeah. I mean, um, for sure. Yeah. So a handful of companies are like pretty involved and I'm still talking to them about making something else happen or like bigger companies that want to do stuff that maybe should have happened like a couple months ago, but like, every, like I was busy, they were busy. Um, and hopefully like everyone will see some cool stuff over the summer, just the next few months. Um, and yeah, I mean like new schoolers, like David Zorko is a great dude and I had a little or have a little partnership with them where they'll just like do the swipe up link um, every time I like drop a pack. So they've been helpful. Yeah, I haven't really had any negative interactions with any companies, especially because I don't usually ask much of them. It's like, hey, provide stickers for the pack and 
if you're comfortable with like covering some production costs, then that's great. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's so sick. And so, I mean, this is, this is another uh, thing. I, I just, I love talking to you cause it's just like ideas, you know, it's just throwing ideas out. Um, so remember like growing up, like there would be like the Nike, like 6.0 customize a shoe or like Etnies would do that. Have you had anyone that's like, you know, like a little Grom that wants to do like a custom card for themselves? Have you thought about doing like yeah. a custom, a custom card thing for scards? I've had, I've had kids hit me up and be like, can I be on a card? And sometimes they're like, like you said, just a Grom that wants a card. And it's like, yo, buddy, like I'm already getting all these cards printed. If you want a card, send me a cool photo and stats. And like, and then also in my, like, bring something to the table, I guess, is a big thing too. So if a Grom that is just some like local kid learning to slide their first rail, they don't have any sponsors or connections, like, yeah, I'm going to be like, all right, like you got to cover the production costs the way you would pay for a custom Nike 6.0 shoe. But I've also had people that like, oh, hey, you made a card for so-and-so or my buddy, like, can I get on a card? And I'm like, I look at their Instagram, they're like, up and coming skier or whatever like yeah dude like put me in touch with company x that you ride for see if they want to send me stickers and do a collab give me a cool photo that's going to look good on a card and send me stats like I, people i definitely got a couple like weirdly aggro messages from kids and i'm like dude there's no like i don't care who you are message me and like let's make a card like it's this is not the MLB. Like we're just trying to have fun here and make cards for the ski community. So yeah, dude, I didn't even think about that, but it, it makes sense that people would be like, "What the hell, bro? You put my buddy on, but and yeah. I'm just as good, if not better." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, don't come at me like that. Just be be like nice. Be like, hey, like I am so and so riding at X Mountain in Vermont or like the Midwest, and uh, I really want to be on a card. You made one for my friend. Also, you should get in touch with this ski shop. Here's the like, or or this dude makes beanies, you know, like using recycled scarves from a thrift store. Like, dude, whatever it is, come to me and just say that and share a contact of someone who's, I hate using the word relevant, but just like kind of relevant in the ski world and like, let's make something happen. Yeah. So. Do you have any, do you have a bucket list for uh, people that you're still trying to get? Like anyone, you're like, dude, if only they would open the DM, like it would be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, I mean, there are certain people that it, are just impossible like to get a hold of. Like, for example, I don't know if anyone listening has any ties with Candide, but like even people who are very, very high up in the ski world, so to speak, have been like, yeah, I don't know how to get a hold of him. <laughs> like, so obviously a candied card would be sick but um there are like cards in the works that people would be like oh you need like a goat collection and all that like those are those are working like those are happening um it's just a matter of like what pack they're ending up in and when they're gonna drop at the right time so yeah yeah has, has anyone oh dude this would be so sick there's so much like this is such a great product dude like have you have you worked on getting any signature cards like you we could, you could literally turn this into oh, like an nfl type thing dude um yeah there's so what was really cool was over the summer i can't remember who it was but someone uh just like tagged me in a post and was like they got their will lesson card signed at woodward and i was like that's 
like let's go like that's so dope and I, I've had kids on the mammoth team say to me like I have my Alex Hall card in my pocket I'm gonna get him to sign it today and like I think that they're just shy maybe don't or like a hall is just skiing too fast past him I don't know but um yeah people have said like you should put like you know how there's like the fake signature on the card yeah that one's pretty like I could do that but like so it looks like there's a signature but it's not that would be easier to print all of them at once I think maybe I'm just kind of shy and like I don't like when I see skiers on the hill now like I think I'm just grateful to have them even say what up and want to take a lap with me um maybe I should just like step out of my comfort zone and be like yo would you be down to just sign these 10 cards in my pocket and then I'm gonna put them in packs dude I should do that crazy over that kids would go crazy yeah there there have been a bunch of homies at there a bunch of skiers at Mammoth like this season and I was like should I Uh, like I don't know yeah Dude, or you could even do one of the uh, the fabric cards. Like, you know how they put, like, a player's jersey in it and you could, like, kind of feel the fabric a little bit? Bro, there's so many things their, you could do. These are their X Games bib, like, in the card or something. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, bro, there's so, there's so many different ways you could take it. Like, this is probably my favorite my favorite project in skiing right now. It's so sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, so, um, I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting – we're getting close, close to the, the time I, I predicted for this. And I, you know, we still have a little time. I just don't want to run past our, uh, our cutoff. So like what, what future vision do you have for it? Other than the things that we've uh, discussed so far? Um, yeah. Well, biggest future vision is expanding to snowboarding. And we, we have a few people who are on board and it's looking like it's going to happen within the near future. So like, I'm really excited about that. Um, I've also just been watching more snowboard videos, like my housemate snowboards. So it's been a fair mix of like what's on our TV a lot. And then also just like, it's funny. So many skiers talk about that. Like I watch so many snowboard edits cause like just different difference and like inspiration, everything. Like I'm excited to just get more involved in snowboarding. Um, I also have a couple visions that I don't want to ruin like on this podcast but like just cool little collectibles making nfts happen i think will be really sick um damn uh what else (laughs) just doing doing like cooler collaborations and like getting like more involved with bigger companies so like a few things are lined up with companies that i did not think that after only a year i would be talking to them Um, so i'm really like excited about that and like grateful for their support but uh yeah <laughs> dude love love to hear it and uh i don't know before i let you go like how's uh how's the coaching going you're like it's this is this a downplayed part on both the the podcast so far but you're the head are you the head coach for the free ski team there or you're just one of the coaches no way am i the head coach <laughs> so i coach the the junior team which is okay yeah yeah, yeah. so it's ages 13 and up all the kids I coach though are, are 13 and 14, like eighth and ninth grade. Um, they're either not interested in doing the elite team or like working their way up to the elite team. Um, and I, I love it. It's like a little bit less pressure cause they're not uh, super focused on like sticking dub tens and traveling all over for rev tours. It's a bit more like my speed and what I like in skiing. Um, but we've got everything from like kids, like, 
like working up to doing their first like cork sevens and rodeo fives and like lacing up sick rail tricks like i i stay super busy all the time and it's cool watching some of the kids like kind of surpass me like i'm not good on jumps at all and some of these kids are like spinning unnat on some bigger jumps and like want to challenge me into a game of slush and i'm like yeah dude you're you're progressing insanely fast and you bounce like rubber like it's it's so cool watching kids just stoked on skiing like their face light up when they do their first k-fed um when i think about like quitting some other jobs i have that are that make more money and like allow me to sink money into scards i like i don't i don't plan on like stopping coaching like that is it's so much fun it doesn't feel like work yeah i mean you're dude you're, you're in such a great spot because you're like you're targeting like a younger demo and like you're pretty tuned into the younger demo you noticing any trends from like the uh the eighth and ninth graders of the ski world that you think are going to be big in skiing coming up um uh if i hang out with like some of the kids on the elite team i think i notice a bit more of what like i'm trying to think trends uh how do i answer this question i, I mean i don't know listening to like a lot of like juice world <laughs> like just like a different taste in music different style of like putting out their clips um yeah because so are these like and this is something I've noticed in my home mountain too. Like all I ever see, all I ever see now, I never see any YouTube edits anymore at all, or even edits post on new school. It's all iPhone clips. Like, is that, is that what you've been seeing too? Yeah. I do think though that like, as they get a little older, they realize that just posting one clip is like not, not dope. I don't know, unless it's a really dope clip, but yeah. like, yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that some of the kids will like hold off for a couple of weeks and then put together like a little Instagram edit reel, whatever it is. Um, I don't know, trends, watching them, like watching some of the kids like dress differently is funny too. Like hitting that age, like I remember just being like, I need tall tees. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that was what was cool when I was their age. Uh, now it's like, new wave pants with like a ball and windbreaker and a cinch top beanie i i don't know like no that's sick yeah like no, that's exactly like the stuff that you don't see yeah yeah that's funny man yeah like i remember i remember the days of every uh every grom having like a full kitted out saga uniform basically head to toe so that's funny that everything's changing like that for sure yeah it's also cool seeing that there's like actually variation i mean like when i was when i think of how i was like 13 like it was like layered tall tees bright colors and that was it there was no like I feel like there that was just what was trendy now it's like you see kids mobbing through with like 4xl pants and a tall tee below their knees like keeping the 09 style alive and then there's other kids wearing like a puffy jacket someone else with like an open windbreaker I, it's like there's definitely some variation and it's cool seeing uh i guess kids like just pick their style and yeah I, it's people might knock it but i think that like fashion is like a huge part of how you also ride like i've even noticed if i have like an open windbreaker i'm gonna like i think i ski a little differently i don't know or like you put on some bigger mittens and don't go like go out with no poles like that's going to change even what trick you do on that jumper rail. 
Yeah. Dude, Ankylis just sitting in his room applauding now that you said that, dude. He is huge on huge on the fashion. He is big on fashion, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Word. I just wanted to check in on that before uh, before we uh, end this episode. A little state of uh, what the Groms are up to. But, dude, thanks for checking in. I always love to see what you're doing and love to, like, talk about the future of Scards. It's, like, such a stick product. Um, yeah. You want to leave us off with anything? I was just going to ask if there were any uh, viewer questions that people had. Dude, it's so funny you said that. I actually, we, we just got one in. That's pretty new. All right. Last minute, last minute question that came in while we were recording. Clayton Greenberg. He said, uh, what inspired you most when you were creating Scards from CG Media? What up, Clayton? I met Clayton up at Mount Hood um, my first summer up there two years ago. Uh, what inspired me the most? I definitely mentioned like the seeing that someone was making Pokemon cards for rappers, like the euphoric supply stuff. I was like, oh, this can actually happen. Um, that was a big inspiration to just like pull the trigger on it. I had the idea. I've always I've been like sketching and like doing ski art for a long time. Like that's just been what I've done as a kid uh and um damn well I, I don't know I just love skiing I freaking love skiing it's what makes me happiest like freedom of expression like I feel so good even just like mobbing down a groomer and like slashing a turn and then ollieing over a mogul like it's it's freedom it's the best so yeah <laughs> oh yeah dude word so yeah and any closing thought you want to want to let the people know before we let you go uh thanks for tuning in and thank you all for your support if you ever have any suggestions or criticisms whatever it may be just dm me like i'm on my phone a good amount so yeah thanks a word. lot thanks for coming on dude yeah thank you man <laughs> <laughs>